Hello, and welcome to On the Goal Line. Today, we'll be talking Austin Matthews' 50-goal season, the Heritage Classic, uh, the trade deadline, and what each trade meant for each team. And uh, we'll talk about uh, the playoff standings to this point. Sorry about the scratching. My dog thinks he's a cat, and he's trying to make his bed. Okay, so let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to start with the playoff implications and the trade deadline. Uh, right now, oh my god, I'm going to kill my dog. Jesus Christ. Not literally, folks. Of course, I'm only joking. Uh, okay, so here are the standings of each division to this point. These are the playoff teams right now. Flora, we'll, start, we'll start with the Atlantic. Florida has 102 points, 48 wins, 15 losses, 6 OT losses. The Tampa Bay Lightning have 43 wins, 18 losses, 6 overtime losses, 92 points. The Maple Leafs have 91 points, 43 wins, 19 losses, and 5 overtime losses. And just on the outside, looking in, the Boston Bruins with 42 wins, 20 losses, and 5 overtime losses for 89 points. <clears throat> Over to the Metro, we have Carolina in first place at 45, 15, and 8, 98 points. The Rangers slipped a little bit in the last few days. They're 44, 20, and 5, 93 points. The Pittsburgh Penguins are 41, 18, 10, 92 points. On the outside looking in, the Washington Capitals, 37 wins, 21 losses, 10 overtime losses, 84 points. The Central, we got your Avalanche up the top at 48 14 and 602 points. 41 wins, 20 losses, 5 overtime losses, 87 points for the Minnesota Wild. And the St. Louis Blues, 37, 20, and 10, 84 points. Just on the outside looking in, the Nashville Predators at 39 wins, 25 losses, 4 overtime losses, and 82 points. The Pacific Division, the Calgary Flames leading that one, uh, 40. 18 and 9, 89 points. The Los Angeles Kings, they're having a great season this year, despite everything they've been through injury wise. 37 wins, 23 losses, 10 overtime losses, 84 points. The Edmonton Oilers have gained some ground, but also lost quite a bit more than they have won. 39, 25, and 5 at 83 points. Uh, and just on the outside, looking in the Vegas Golden Knights, look, looking like they just might miss the playoffs for the first time in their history. They are 38, 28, and 4, 80 points. The newly acquired to the league, Seattle Kraken, 21, 41, and 6, 48 points. So, let's get right down to the trade deadline. March 21st was the deadline. We're going to start with the very first sighting we have on file, which is... <laughs> there we go. Scroll down. Let's see. Where does 21 start at? Okay. I think this is it. Yeah. All right. So... The first trade of the day. I'm going to break down every trade individually. Uh, Mason Appleton is coming back to Winnipeg for a fourth-round pick from Seattle. 
2023. What does this mean for Winnipeg? Well, uh, Mason Appleton on the year has seven goals, 11 assists. In 55 games, he has an ice time of 14-24. He has 76 shots on net. Uh, in his career with Winnipeg, um, let's see if they got his stats on here or not. I don't know if they do or not. No, they don't. But he has an average cap hit of 900000 so he's real cheap. He is a great depth guy. For uh, Winnipeg, um, they need some scoring, and I think Appleton can, can abide with that. Um, not sure why I can't go backwards here. I'm trying to pull it up, but it won't let me. Why won't it let me? There we go. Alright. Now I gotta go all the way back to the bottom because this thing is dumb. So sorry. Don't worry, I will get over to the good ones. Alright. Uh, second one doesn't even matter. They just got Jack. Arizona gets Jack McBain. They're not even a playoff team, so it just, just means that they got a player for the, sack, for the sake of getting a player and trying to get a bit higher up in the standings. Uh, Pittsburgh gets Nathan Beaulieu uh, for Winnipeg. He'll be an AHL guy. He hasn't really been in the NHL all too much this year. Nothing much to say about Nathan Beaulieu. Um, Arizona basically acquires from Winnipeg basically cap relief with Brian Little and Nathan Smith. Um, Marcus Johansson to Washington for Sprung, a fourth and a sixth. Seattle just looking to get some pieces to build their team up from the ground. Uh, this one is the blockbuster of the day. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury to Minnesota from Chicago, and all Chicago basically Fleury gets fleeced again, as all Minnesota gave up for Fleury was a conditional second round pick in 2022. I don't know what that condition is. I'm assuming it's something to do with Chicago probably finishing in the top ten spots of the draft. Probably becomes a top ten, I would assume. Uh, but Fleury is already thriving in Minnesota. As he turned 32 of 33 in a 4-1. So he's only had one start with them so far. Seems like Cam Talbot is the starter there still. Not surprised, to be honest with you, about that one. Um, <laughs> not surprised at all. Um... There we go. Uh, what's the next one? Next big one. Next big one. So far, not really a whole lot of big news to report. Uh, the Sharks get Capo Kakinen from Minnesota for Jacob Middleton. So that means Toronto does not get Middleton, obviously. Um, Middleton... Isn't anything special, but he can provide a third-line role. He can be a grinder type of player. What does that mean for Minnesota exactly? Not a whole lot. 
because they're a pretty pretty well a star-filled team with some nice promise. I say they'll be a second-round team this year. They'll definitely go further than the Leafs. Sorry, Leafs fans. I'm a Leaf fan with you, but I'm not a dreamer. We are not getting past that first round. We just don't have the defense. Giordano was a good pickup, but I don't think it's going to make that much of an impact for us, really. He'll be a good veteran leader. That's that's about all he provides. Um, Philly gets a third rounder for Justin Braun, baby. Justin Braun has had a tear of a season. He'll be a great second liner for the for the Rangers if they use him properly. Edmonton acquires Brett Kulak. What a nice pickup. However, they did overpay. They gave up a second and a seventh for him. Minnesota just trying to I mean sorry, Montreal just trying to build that team back to where they were last year. I honestly don't feel that they're gonna get anything out of him out of these picks because they just they need, they need, they need everything right now. Uh, Toronto's only made a move of the day was future considerations to Nashville for Alex Biega. No, we got sorry, we got future considerations for Alex Biega. Um, LA acquires nothing to say about that really. We I don't even know what the considerations would be because it's future considerations. Um, LA acquires Frederick Allard, Braden Burke, a couple pair of who's nothing really to say there. Um. Ottawa acquires Zach Senishin, Senishin, however you pronounce that, and a fifth-round pick for Josh Brown and a conditional seventh. Josh Brown was a second, third-round guy, a third, sorry, third-line guy with Ottawa. So they lose a Brown because they had three Browns. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny. Uh... Josh Brown can provide some sandpaper when needed for Boston, so that'll be good for them. Um, St. Louis acquires Nick Letty and Luke Witkowski for Oscar Sunkfist and Jake Wallman. Jake Wallman is a boy from Toronto, folks. He has had a very solid rookie campaign with the Blues, but he's off to Detroit, trading in his blue and gold and white for some red and white. Uh, with a nice big tire with a wing on it. Uh, Sunfist, third line guy. Hasn't done a whole lot in the last couple of years. Nick Letty provides some solid defense. Pretty sure he's... Uh, no, he's a forward, sorry. But he'll be good for for St. Louis. They need some more offensive power. He can bring that. Colorado acquires Arturi Lekkinen for Justin Barron, a second-round pick. And Montreal will retain half of his salary. Arturi Lekkanen has been struggling out of the gates of Montreal this season, but again, so has most of their team. But Lekkanen was their best player, and that's going to hurt Montreal in the long run. I honestly feel that. They just could Colorado more power to go even further. Um, Lekkanen's got a great shot on him. He's a fast skater. Uh, Washington acquires Johan Larson in a th- for, for a third. That's a steal. He's not going to do much, but still. Be a good piece for uh, Washington. Uh, Ottawa acquires a fifth-round pick for Zach Sanford to Winnipeg. Uh, Sanford, nothing special. He's been in the AHL all year. Andrew, old-ass Cogliano, is heading to Colorado from San Jose for a fifth... Fifth? Fifth pick? What? Oh, fifth-round, fifth pick. Okay. In 2024. I didn't understand that at all, but anyway... Uh, that's a 
decent trade. Cagliano, not much left in the tank, but he can provide some veteran leadership. Uh, holy shit balls. Uh, Winnipeg gave up. Winnipeg got one, two, three, four picks <laughs> for Andrew Cop. He's heading to the Rangers. Andrew Cop. Uh, a lot of offensive upside. Great skate. He's a. So I'm not gonna say a great skater. But he's a. I'll say he's a solid skater. Um. He's got good hockey IQ. It'd be a good fit for, for, fit for the Rangers. Montreal acquires Nate Schnarr for Andrew Hammond to the Devils. Andrew Hammond hasn't played in quite some time. He's been trapped in the minors for the last couple of years. The Rangers acquire Tyler Mott for a fourth round pick. Tyler Mott, great offensive upside, great uh, passer. Had some nice point totals with Vancouver the last couple of seasons. Uh, Derek Broussard to Edmonton. That's a steal, but he's slowing down. Here's another blockbuster for you. Uh, Rick Hard Raquel to Pittsburgh for Zach Aston, Reese, Dominic Simone, and rookie sensation that was supposed to be Pittsburgh's future, but they gave up on him too soon. Callie Klang. Yes, goaltender Callie Klang. Uh, from over in Europe. Uh, Ricard Raquel has had a stellar season. We all know what he can provide. He can provide a lot to a Pittsburgh team. Uh, good luck in Pittsburgh for him. Uh, Aiden Herezchuk is going to Columbus. No idea who you are. Sorry. To Carolina for Max Domi. That is a steal in my opinion. They gave up nothing for Max Domi. That's fair trade. But can Domi find his form again? That's the question. Ryan Carpenter is headed to Calgary for a fifth-round pick to Chicago. Uh, Ryan Carpenter, nothing special. Anthony Botetto, Nick Merkley, meh, yawn. Michael McNiven, good friend of mine. Uh, he's heading to Ottawa from Calgary for future considerations. Good luck in the Ottawa system. You'll definitely get some starts there, I think. Um, they don't have anything special in goaltending there. Uh, Riley Nash to Tampa Bay. He used to be Maple Leaf. He didn't do anything at all. Total waste of a pickup for any team, really. Future considerations, so yeah, that's a fair trade. Uh, Detroit acquires a fourth-round pick for Vladislav Domestikov. He's headed to Dallas. Uh, good luck to him in Dallas. Uh, what can he provide? Um, he's a great two-way forward player, I find. He can play defense and offense on both ends of the ice. Um, and the last two aren't even worth mentioning. It's Mel Melnichuk for Antoine Morand and Marcus Phillips for Nelson Nagier. No idea who any of those guys are. Don't do. I don't know what they would provide. Okay, so let's get on to the real story of the evening last night. Austin Matthews' 50-goal season. He is only the fourth Leaf in franchise history to hit this milestone. Who are the other three, you ask? I'm glad you did. Rick Vive, Dave Andrechuk, and Gary Lehman. I know what you're thinking. Gary who? I'm with you on that, too. I have no idea who he is. I know who Rick Vive and Dave Andrechuk are, though. Great. great. They were some solid, solid guys to play on the blue and white, let me tell you. It's hard to believe, though, in a hundred, over a hundred years of existence... Only three people up until Matthews had a 50-goal season or more. 
Uh, Andre Chuck had 54 goals. Vive had 52 and 54. He had two 50-plus goal seasons. Austin Matthews has just reached 50 uh, last game, which was, I believe, Thursday night. Yes, it was. And let's break down that game while we're here. Um, first period, 319 in. Blake Wheeler, 1-0 Winnipeg. Okay. Uh, Paul Stastny, 745 into the first uh 2 nothing Winnipeg. Giordano, his first of the Maple Leaf at 15 2-1 peg after one. William Nylander in the second opens the scoring two minutes in to make it 2-2. Ehlers would blast it two minutes and 45 seconds later from the, on the power play to make it 3-2 uh, Winnipeg. Uh, John Tavares, less than 15 seconds later, off of a steal, would score and make it 3-3. Then Nylander would make it 4-3 on the power play. Mikheyev, 5-3 at 13.55. After two, it's 5-3 Leafs. And then 17.54, the magic finally comes through. Matthews sitting on 49 goals. Can he do it? Matthews up the ice to the empty net. He scores. There it is. 50-goal season. Austin Matthews. And then 18-14, two goal is second of the season for Timothy Lilligren. And it would be a 7-3 final for the Maple Leafs over the Winnipeg Jets. And who was in that? It was Eric Schalgren again, folks. Peter Mrazek is done for the season. Unless we make it to the second round, he is done for the year. What can I say about that? This is what I have to say about that. Thank you, God. Thank you. Not worth three and a half million dollars a season. Not at all. Beautiful. Um. Anyway, <laughs> what else? Um. Oh yes, the Heritage Classic. Uh. Wow. Um. We didn't. We we lost it. Nope. Uh, of course, we all know that. Um, let's talk about the uniforms each team was wearing. Wow. Um, Shay Ugly? Pretty much sum it up. It looks like a... Like a five-year-old, eight-year-old, something like that. Forgot to do their assignment. All you see is the white tee and nothing else. It's a Toronto Arena uniform. You should be able to see the word arena, but it's all blue. And marked out. Oh, the numbers look like they're all fuzzied on. Like, who wants a fuzzied on number? No. 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 Buffalo's looks like a knockoff of like their of like their 90s connection line jer- uh, un- uniform. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the Fontaine and all that. Yeah, that, that, that era. It's not a very nice one either. Like, they could have done something nice than that. Um... But, of course, McGroin started that game. We lost because McGroin sucks. Ugh, brutal. Anyway, um, so that's all I got to say about the Heritage Classic. Not a whole lot. It wasn't. It didn't really feel like an outdoor game to me, honestly. Uh, the boys lost that game. Um, and we got one more game left against Buffalo. We better not freaking blow it. Uh, the Leafs 
have the Flyers tonight. Leafs are coming off a three-game win streak against Florida, Boston, and Winnipeg. Can they make it four tonight? As they got Philly tonight, and they got Tampa on Monday, Florida on Tuesday. Both games are on the road. Uh, they're in Philly tonight. Jack Campbell returns to the net. He will get the start against Carter Hart. Uh, your lineup for tonight's game is. Let's see here. I got the lineup in front of me here. Just gotta scroll up and find it. Man, it's way up there. Okay, here we go. Bunting, Matthews, Marner, McKayev, Tavares, Kerfoot. This one shocks me. Nylander, Kampf, Engvall. I mean, I know we have a couple, we have Kasha out, but why do we have Nylander on the third line? Uh, and then Harvard grad Nick Ebrezies, uh will get his NHL debut tonight. He's from Harvard University. Um, Colin Blackwell and Spezza will be his line mates. Our defensive pairings are Morgan Riley. Ilya Levushkin is back in the lineup tonight. Still no Sandine, no Kasha. Uh, no McGroin, uh, TJ Brody, uh, Justin, Justin Hall, Mark Giordano, Timothy Lilligren, and in goal, Jack Campbell. Backing up Campbell tonight is, of course, Eric Schalgren. Um, puck drop at 7. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Um, it's the home stretch now. Um, oh, yes, and no Jake Muzzin. Jake Muzzin is also out with... A concussion still hasn't quite healed just yet. Um, what else can I talk about? Um, think how, how long are we into this here? That's about all I have that I can remember to the top of my head. But um, good luck to. Uh, oh yes, Canada is going to Qatar, baby. We won the table. We. Won every game but two. We choked the last two against Costa Rica and Panama, but that didn't matter. We still win the group anyway. Um, we got ended up drawing Group F for the World Cup. This is what our group looks like. Um, let me just uh, pull it up as well. I don't know it off heart. I know most of the team. I'm pretty sure it's Morocco. Um, so, Group F is Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. So good luck to Canada. Belgium is ranked number two in the world for FIFA rankings. I am desperately worried about playing them. And of course, we all know Croatia was in the finals the last time around the World Cup came. So those teams are going to be tough to play. But the U.S. has a pretty good opponent as well in the in my Britishman team, England, baby. The British are coming. I still feel it's going to be British going... I think it's going to be England going all the way this year. Sorry, Canada. I love you. I hope you do well. I really want you to. You're my home country. Always will be, but my background is with is England, so... They're more and they're a much better team than we. We just got good this year. So... Should be an interesting tournament. I can't wait. It's in November. Uh... We will get Alfonso Davies back, so we'll have our top striker back in the lineup. Uh, he'll be playing with Bayern Munich again in by by mid-April, which is a good sign for Team Canada. Good luck in Qatar, boys.
that's all for on the goal line today thanks for listening uh give me uh give me a shout if you want to be on here always looking for guests